letter on corpulence addressed to the public by william banting this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org letter on corpulence by william banting of all the parasites that affect humanity i do not know of nor can i imagine any more distressing than that of obesity and having just emerged from a very long probation in this affliction i am desirous of circulating my humble knowledge and experience for the benefit of my fellow-man with an earnest hope it may lead to the same comfort and happiness i now feel under the extraordinary change which might almost be termed miraculous had it not been accomplished by the most simple common-sense means obesity seems to me very little understood or properly appreciated by the faculty and the public generally or the former would long ere this have hit upon the cause for so lamentable a disease and applied effective remedies whilst the latter would have spared their injudicious indulgence in remarks and sneers frequently painful in society and which even on the strongest mind have an unhappy tendency but i sincerely trust this humble effort at exposition may lead to a more perfect ventilation of the subject and a better feeling for the afflicted it would afford me infinite pleasure and satisfaction to name the author of my redemption from the calamity as he is the only one that i have been able to find and my search has not been sparing who seems thoroughly up in the question but such publicity might be construed improperly and i have therefore only to offer my personal experience as the stepping-stone to public investigation and to proceed with my narrative of facts earnestly hoping the reader will patiently peruse and thoughtfully consider it with forbearance for any fault of style or diction and for any seeming presumption in publishing it i have felt some difficulty in deciding on the proper and best course of action at one time i thought the editor of the lancet would kindly publish a letter from me on the subject but further reflection led me to doubt whether an insignificant individual would be noticed without some special introduction in the april number of the cornhill magazine i read with much interest an article on the subject defining tolerably well the effects but offering no tangible remedy or even positive solution of the problem what is the cause of obesity i was pleased with the article as a whole but objected to some portions and had prepared a letter to the editor of that magazine offering my experience on the subject but again it struck me that an unknown individual like myself would have but little prospect of notice so i finally resolved to publish and circulate this pamphlet with no other reason motive or expectation than an earnest desire to help those who happen to be afflicted as i was for that corpulence is remediable i am well convinced and shall be delighted if i can induce others to think so the object i have in view impels me to enter into minute particulars as well as general observations and to revert to bygone years in order to show that i have spared no pains nor expense to accomplish the great end of stopping and curing obesity i am now nearly sixty-six years of age about five feet five inches in stature and in august last eighteen sixty two weighed two hundred two pounds which i think it right to name because the article in the cornhill magazine presumes that a certain stature and age should bear ordinarily a certain weight and i am quite of that opinion i now weigh one hundred sixty seven pounds showing a diminution of something like one pound per week since august and having now very nearly attained the happy medium i have perfect confidence that a few more weeks will fully accomplish the object for which i have labored for the last thirty years in vain until it pleased almighty providence to direct me into the right and proper channel the tramway so to speak of happy comfortable existence few men have led a more active life bodily or mentally from a constitutional anxiety for regularity precision and order during fifty years business career from which i have now retired 
so that my corpulence and subsequent obesity was not through neglect of necessary bodily activity nor from excessive eating drinking or self-indulgence of any kind except that i partook of the simple aliments of bread milk butter beer sugar and potatoes more freely than my aged nature required and hence as i believe the generation of the parasite detrimental to comfort if not really to health i will not presume to descant on the bodily structural tissues so fully canvassed in the cornhill magazine nor how they are supported and renovated having no mind or power to enter into these questions which properly belong to the wise heads of the faculty none of my family on the side of either parent had any tendency to corpulence and from my earliest years i had an inexpressible dread of such a calamity so when i was between thirty and forty years of age finding a tendency to it creeping upon me i consulted an eminent surgeon now long deceased a kind personal friend who recommended increased bodily exertion before my ordinary daily labors began and thought rowing an excellent plan i had the command of a good heavy safe boat lived near the river and adopted it for a couple of hours in the early morning it is true i gained muscular vigor but with it a prodigious appetite which i was compelled to indulge and consequently increased in weight until my kind old friend advised me to forsake the exercise he soon afterwards died and as the tendency to corpulence remained i consulted other high orthodox authorities never any inferior adviser but all in vain i have tried sea air and bathing in various localities with much walking exercise taken gallons of physic and liquor potassi advisedly and abundantly riding on horseback the waters and climate of leamington many times as well as those of cheltenham and harrogate frequently i have lived upon sixpence a day so to speak and earned it if bodily labor may be so construed and have spared no trouble nor expense in consultations with the best authorities in the land giving each and all a fair time for experiment without any permanent remedy as the evil still gradually increased i am under obligations to most of those advisers for the pains and interest they took in my case but only to one for an effectual remedy when a corpulent man eats drinks and sleeps well has no pain to complain of and no particular organic disease the judgment of able men seems paralyzed for i have been generally informed that corpulence is one of the natural results of increasing years indeed one of the ablest authorities as a physician in the land told me he had gained one pound in weight every year since he attained manhood and was not surprised at my condition but advised more bodily exercise vapor baths and shampooing in addition to the medicine given yet the evil still increased and like the parasite of barnacles on a ship if it did not destroy the structure it obstructed its fair comfortable progress in the path of life i have been in dock perhaps twenty times in as many years for the reduction of this disease and with little good effect none lasting any one so afflicted is often subject to public remark and though in conscience he may care little about it i am confident no man labouring under obesity can be quite insensible to the sneers and remarks of the cruel and injudicious in public assemblies public vehicles or the ordinary street traffic nor to the annoyance of finding no adequate space in a public assembly if he should seek amusement or need refreshment and therefore he naturally keeps away as much as possible from places where he is likely to be made the object of the taunts and remarks of others i am as regardless of public remark as most men but i have felt these difficulties and therefore avoided such circumscribed accommodation and notice and by that means have been deprived of many advantages to health and comfort although no very great size or weight still i could not stoop to tie my shoe so to speak nor attend to the little offices humanity requires without considerable pain and difficulty 
which only the corpulent can understand i have been compelled to go downstairs slowly backwards to save the jar of increased weight upon the ankle and knee joints and have been obliged to puff and blow with every slight exertion particularly that of going upstairs i have spared no pains to remedy this by low living moderation and light food was generally prescribed but i had no direct bill of fare to know what was really intended and that consequently brought the system into a low impoverished state without decreasing corpulence caused many obnoxious boils to appear and two rather formidable carbuncles for which i was ably operated upon and fed into increased obesity at this juncture about three years back turkish baths became the fashion and i was advised to adopt them as a remedy with the first few i found immense benefit in power and elasticity for walking exercise so believing i had found the philosopher's stone pursued them three times a week until i had taken fifty then less frequently as i began to fancy with some reason that so many weakened my constitution till i had taken ninety but never succeeded in losing more than six pounds weight during the whole course and i gave up the plan as worthless though i have full belief in their cleansing properties and their value in colds rheumatism and many other ailments i then fancied increasing obesity materially affected a slight umbilical rupture if it did not cause it and that another bodily ailment to which i had been subject was also augmented this led me to other medical advisers to whom i am also indebted for much kind consideration though unfortunately they failed in relieving me at last finding my sight failing and my hearing greatly impaired i consulted in august last an eminent aural surgeon who made light of the case looked into my ears sponged them internally and blistered the outside without the slightest benefit neither inquiring into any of my bodily ailments which he probably thought unnecessary nor affording me even time to name them i was not at all satisfied but on the contrary was in a worse plight than when i went to him however he soon after left town for his annual holiday which proved the greatest possible blessing to me because it compelled me to seek other assistance and happily i found the right man who unhesitatingly said he believed my ailments were caused principally by corpulence and prescribed a certain diet no medicine beyond a morning cordial as a corrective with immense effect and advantage both to my hearing and the decrease of my corpulency for the sake of argument and illustration i will presume that certain articles of ordinary diet however beneficial in youth are prejudicial in advanced life like beans to a horse whose common ordinary food is hay and corn it may be useful food occasionally under peculiar circumstances but detrimental as a constancy i will therefore adapt the analogy and call such food human beans the items from which i was advised to abstain as much as possible were bread butter milk sugar beer and potatoes which had been the main and i thought innocent elements of my existence or at all events they had for many years been adopted freely these said my excellent adviser contain starch and saccharine matter tending to create fat and should be avoided altogether at the first blush it seemed to me that i had little left to live upon but my kind friend soon showed me there was ample and i was only too happy to give the plan a fair trial and within a very few days found immense benefit from it it may better elucidate the dietary plan if i describe generally what i have sanctioned to take and that man must be an extraordinary person who would desire a better table for breakfast i take four or five ounces of beef mutton kidneys broiled fish bacon or cold meat of any kind except pork a large cup of tea without milk or sugar a little biscuit or one ounce of dry toast for dinner five or six ounces of any fish except salmon 
any meat except pork any vegetable except potato one ounce of dry toast fruit out of a pudding any kind of poultry or game and two or three glasses of good claret sherry or madeira champagne port and beer forbidden for tea two or three ounces of fruit a rusk or two and a cup of tea without milk or sugar for supper three or four ounces of meat or fish similar to dinner with a glass or two of claret for a nightcap if required a tumbler of grog gin whiskey or brandy without sugar or a glass or two of claret or sherry this plan leads to an excellent night's rest with from six to eight hours sound sleep the dry toast or rusk may have a tablespoonful of spirit to soften it which will prove acceptable perhaps i did not wholly escape starchy or saccharine matter but scrupulously avoided those beans such as milk sugar beer butter etc which were known to contain them on rising in the morning i take a tablespoonful of a special corrective cordial which may be called the balm of life in a wine glass of water a most grateful draught as it seems to carry away all the dregs left in the stomach after digestion but is not a purient then i take about five or six ounces solid and eight of liquid for breakfast eight ounces of solid and eight of liquid for dinner three ounces of solid and eight of liquid for tea four ounces of solid and six of liquid for supper and the grog afterwards if i please i am not however strictly limited to any quantity at either meal so that the nature of the food is rigidly adhered to experience has taught me to believe that these human beings are the most insidious enemies man with a tendency to corpulence in advanced life can possess though eminently friendly to youth he may very prudently mount guard against such an enemy if he is not a fool to himself and i fervently hope this truthful unvarnished tale may lead him to make a trial of my plan which i sincerely recommend to public notice not with any ambitious motive but in sincere good faith to help my fellow-creatures to obtain the marvellous blessings i have found within the short period of a few months i do not recommend every corpulent man to rush headlong into such a change of diet certainly not but to act advisedly and after full consultation with a physician my former dietary table was bread and milk for breakfast or a pint of tea with plenty of milk and sugar and buttered toast meat beer much bread of which i was always very fond and pastry for dinner the meal of tea similar to that of breakfast and generally a fruit tart or bread and milk for supper i had little comfort and far less sound sleep it certainly appears to me that my present dietary table is far superior to the former more luxurious and liberal independent of its blessed effect but when it is proved to be more healthful comparisons are simply ridiculous and i can hardly imagine any man even in sound health would choose the former even if it were not an enemy but when it is shown to be as in my case inimical both to health and comfort i can hardly conceive there is any man who would not willingly avoid it i can conscientiously assert i never lived so well as under the new plan of dietary which i should have formerly thought a dangerous extravagant trespass upon health i am very much better bodily and mentally and pleased to believe that i hold the reins of health and comfort in my own hands and though at sixty-five years of age i cannot expect to remain free from some coming natural infirmity that all flesh is heir to i cannot at the present time complain of one it is simply miraculous and i am so thankful to almighty providence for directing me through an extraordinary chance to the care of a man who could work such a change in so short a time oh that the faculty would look deeper into and make themselves better acquainted with the crying evil of obesity that dreadful tormenting parasite on health and comfort their fellow-men might not descend into early premature graves as i believe many do 
from what is termed apoplexy and certainly would not during their sojourn on earth endure so much bodily and consequently mental infirmity corpulence though giving no actual pain as it appears to me must naturally press with undue violence upon the bodily viscera driving one part upon another and stopping the free action of all i am sure it did in my particular case and the result of my experience is briefly as follows i have not felt so well as now for the last twenty years i have suffered no inconvenience whatever in the probational remedy am reduced many inches in bulk and thirty-five pounds in weight in thirty-eight weeks come downstairs forward naturally with perfect ease go upstairs and take ordinary exercise freely without the slightest inconvenience can perform every necessary office for myself the umbilical rupture is greatly ameliorated and gives me no anxiety my sight is restored my hearing improved my other bodily ailments are ameliorated indeed almost passed into matter of history i have placed a thank-offering of fifty pounds in the hands of my kind medical adviser for distribution amongst his favourite hospitals after gladly paying his usual fees and still remain under overwhelming obligations for his care and attention which i can never hope to repay most thankful to almighty providence for mercies received and determined to press the case into public notice as a token of gratitude i have the pleasure to afford in conclusion a satisfactory confirmation of my report in stating that a corpulent friend of mine who like myself is possessed of a generally sound constitution was labouring under frequent palpitations of the heart and sensations of fainting was at my instigation induced to place himself in the hands of my medical adviser with the same gradual beneficial results he is at present under the same ordeal and in eight weeks has profited even more largely than i did in that short period he has lost the palpitations and is becoming so to speak a new-made man thankful to me for advising and grateful to the eminent counsellor to whom i referred him and he looks forward with good hope to a perfect cure i am fully persuaded that hundreds if not thousands of our fellow-men might profit equally by a similar course but constitutions not being all alike a different course of treatment may be advisable for the removal of so tormenting an affliction my kind and valued medical adviser is not a doctor for obesity but stands on the pinnacle of fame in the treatment of another malady which as he well knows is frequently induced by the disease of which i am speaking and i most sincerely trust most of my corpulent friends and there are thousands of corpulent people whom i dare not so rank may be led into my tram road to any such i am prepared to offer the further key of knowledge by naming the man it might seem invidious to do so now but i shall only be too happy if applied to by letter in good faith or if any doubt should exist as to the correctness of this statement william banting senator late of number twenty seven st james's street piccadilly now of number four the terrace kensington may eighteen sixty three addenda having exhausted the first edition one thousand copies of the foregoing pamphlet and a period of one year having elapsed since commencing the admirable course of diet which has led to such inestimably beneficial results and as i expected and desired having quite succeeded in attaining the happy medium of weight and bulk i had so long ineffectually sought which appears necessary to health at my age and stature i feel impelled by a sense of public duty to offer the result of my experience in a second edition it has been suggested that i should have sold the pamphlet devoting any profit to charity as more agreeable and useful and i had intended to adopt such a course but on reflection feared my motives might be mistaken i therefore respectfully present this 
like the first edition to the public gratuitously earnestly hoping the subject may be taken up by medical men and thoroughly ventilated it may and i hope will be as satisfactory to the public to hear as it is for me to state that the first edition has been attended with very comforting results to other sufferers from corpulence as the remedial system therein described was to me under that terrible disease which was my main object in publishing my convictions on the subject it has moreover attained a success produced flattering compliments and an amount of attention i could hardly have imagined possible the pleasure and satisfaction this has afforded me is ample compensation for the trouble and expense i have incurred and i most sincerely trust as i verily believe this second edition will be accompanied by similar satisfactory results from a more extensive circulation if so it will inspirit me to cultivate further editions whilst a corpulent person exists requiring as i think this form of diet or so long as my motives cannot be mistaken and are thankfully appreciated my weight is reduced forty-six pounds and as the very gradual reductions which i am able to show may be interesting to many i have great pleasure in stating them believing they serve to demonstrate further the merit of the system pursued my weight on twenty sixth august eighteen sixty two was two hundred two pounds on seventh september it was two hundred having lost two twenty seventh september one hundred ninety seven pounds having lost three more nineteenth october it was one hundred ninety three pounds having lost four more ninth of november it was one hundred ninety pounds having lost three more third december it was one hundred eighty seven pounds having lost three more twenty fourth december one hundred eighty four pounds having lost three more fourteenth january eighteen sixty three one hundred eighty two pounds having lost two fourth february one hundred eighty pounds having lost two twenty fifth february one hundred seventy eight pounds having lost two eighteenth march one hundred seventy six pounds having lost two eighteenth april one hundred seventy three pounds having lost three twenty ninth april one hundred seventy pounds having lost three twentieth may one hundred sixty seven pounds having lost three tenth june one hundred sixty four pounds having lost three first july one hundred sixty one pounds having lost three twenty second july one hundred fifty nine pounds having lost two twelfth august one hundred fifty seven pounds having lost two twenty sixth august one hundred fifty six pounds having lost one twelfth september one hundred fifty six pounds having lost zero total loss of weight forty six pounds my girth is reduced round the waist in tailor phraseology twelve and a quarter inches which extent was hardly conceivable even by my own friends or my respected medical adviser until i put on my former clothing over what i now wear which was a thoroughly convincing proof of the remarkable change these important desiderata have been attained by the most easy and comfortable means with but little medicine and almost entirely by a system of diet that formerly i should have thought dangerously generous i am told by all who know me that my personal appearance is greatly improved and that i seem to bear the stamp of good health this may be a matter of opinion or friendly remark but i can honestly assert that i feel restored in health bodily and mentally appear to have more muscular power and vigor eat and drink with a good appetite and sleep well all symptoms of acidity indigestion and heartburn with which i was frequently tormented have vanished i have left off using boot hooks and other such aids which were indispensable but being now able to stoop with ease and freedom are unnecessary i have lost the feeling of occasional faintness and what i think a remarkable blessing and comfort is that i have been able safely to leave off knee bandages which i had worn necessarily for twenty past years 
and given up a truss almost entirely indeed i believe i might wholly discard it with safety but am advised to wear it at least occasionally for the present since publishing my pamphlet i have felt constrained to send a copy of it to my former medical advisers and to ascertain their opinions on the subject they did not dispute or question the propriety of the system but either dared not venture its practice upon a man of my age or thought it too great a sacrifice of personal comfort to be generally advised or adopted and i fancy neither of them appeared to feel the fact of the misery of corpulence one eminent physician as i before stated assured me that increasing weight was a necessary result of advancing years another equally eminent to whom i had been directed by a friendly third who had most kindly but ineffectually failed in a remedy added to my weight in a few weeks instead of abating the evil these facts lead me to believe the question is not sufficiently observed or even regarded the great charm and comfort of the system is that its effects are palpable within a week of trial which creates a natural stimulus to persevere for a few weeks more when the fact becomes established beyond question i only entreat all persons suffering from corpulence to make a fair trial of just one clear month as i am well convinced they will afterwards pursue a course which yields such extraordinary benefit till entirely and effectually relieved and it may be remembered by the sacrifice merely of simple for the advantage of more generous and comforting food the simple dietary evidently adds fuel to fire whereas the superior and liberal seems to extinguish it i am delighted to be able to assert that i have proved the great merit and advantage of the system by its result in several other cases similar to my own and have full confidence that within the next twelve months i shall know of many more cases restored from the disease of corpulence for i have received the kindest possible letters from many afflicted strangers and friends as well as similar personal observations from others whom i have conversed with and assurances from most of them that they will kindly inform me the result for my own private satisfaction many are practising the diet after consultation with their own medical advisers some few have gone to mine and others are practising upon their own conviction of the advantages detailed in the pamphlet though i recommend all to act advisedly in case their constitutions should differ i am however so perfectly satisfied of the great unerring benefits of this system of diet that i shall spare no trouble to circulate my humble experience the amount and character of my correspondence on the subject has been strange and singular but most satisfactory to my mind and feelings i am now in that happy comfortable state that i should not hesitate to indulge in any fancy in regard to diet but if i did so should watch the consequences and not continue any course which might add to weight or bulk and consequent discomfort is not the system suggestive to artists and men of sedentary employment who cannot spare time for exercise consequently become corpulent and clog the little muscular action with a superabundance of fat thus easily avoided pure genuine bread may be the staff of life as it is termed it is so particularly in youth but i feel certain it is more wholesome and advanced life if thoroughly toasted as i take it my impression is that any starchy or saccharine matter tends to the disease of corpulence in advanced life and whether it be swallowed in that form or generated in the stomach that all things tending to these elements should be avoided of course always under sound medical authority william banting concluding addenda it is very satisfactory to me to be able to state that i have remained at the same standard of bulk and weight for several weeks after the twenty sixth august when i attained the happy natural medium since which time i have varied in weight from two to three pounds more or less i have seldom taken the morning draught since that time and have frequently indulged my fancy experimentally 
in using milk sugar butter and potatoes indeed i may say all the forbidden articles except beer in moderation with impunity but always as an exception not as a rule this deviation however convinces me that i hold the power of maintaining the happy medium in my own hands a kind friend has lately furnished me with a tabular statement in regard to weight as proportioned to stature which under present circumstances and the new movement may be interesting and useful to corpulent readers stature five feet one should be weight eight stone eight or one hundred twenty pounds five foot two should be nine stone zero or one hundred twenty six pounds five foot three should be nine stone seven or one hundred thirty three pounds five foot four should be nine stone ten or one hundred thirty six pounds five foot five should be ten stone two or one hundred forty two pounds five foot six should be ten stone five or one hundred forty five pounds five foot seven should be ten stone eight or one hundred forty eight pounds five foot eight should be eleven stone one or one hundred fifty five pounds five foot nine should be eleven stone eight or one hundred sixty two pounds five foot ten should be twelve stone one or one hundred sixty nine pounds five foot eleven should be twelve stone six or one hundred seventy four pounds six foot zero should be twelve stone ten or one hundred seventy eight pounds this tabular statement taken from a mean average of two thousand six hundred forty eight healthy men was formed and arranged for an insurance company by the late dr john hutchinson it answered as a pretty good standard and insurances were regulated upon it his calculations were made upon the volume of air passing in and out of the lungs and this was his guide as to how far the various organs of the body were in health and the lungs in particular it may be viewed as some sort of probable rule yet only as an average some in health weighing more by many pounds than others it must not be looked upon as infallible but only as a sort of general reasonable guide to nature's great and mighty work on a general view of the question i think it may be conceded that a frame of low stature was hardly intended to bear very heavy weight judging from this tabular statement i ought to be considerably lighter than i am at present i shall not however covet or aim at such a result nor on the other hand feel alarmed if i decrease a little more in weight and bulk i am certainly more sensitive to cold since i have lost the superabundant fat but this is remediable by another garment far more agreeable and satisfactory many of my friends have said oh you have done well so far but take care you don't go too far i fancy such a circumstance with such a dietary very unlikely if not impossible but feeling that i have now nearly attained the right standard of bulk and weight proportional to my stature and age between ten and eleven stone i should not hesitate to partake of a fattening dietary occasionally to preserve that happy standard if necessary indeed i am allowed to do so by my medical adviser but i shall always observe a careful watch upon myself to discover the effect and act accordingly so that if i choose to spend a day or two with dives so to speak i must not forget to devote the next to lazarus the remedy may be as old as the hills as i have since been told but its application is of very recent date and it astonishes me that such a light could have remained so long unnoticed and hidden as not to afford a glimmer to my anxious mind in search for it during the last twenty years even in directions where it might have been expected to be known i would rather presume it is a new light than that it was purposely hidden merely because the disease of obesity was not immediately dangerous to existence nor thought to be worthy of serious consideration little do the faculty imagine the misery and bitterness to life through the parasite of corpulence or obesity i can now confidently say that quantity of diet may be safely left to the natural appetite and that it is the quality only which is essential to abate and cure corpulence 
i stated the quantities of my own dietary because it was part of a truthful report but some correspondents have doubted whether it should be more or less in their own cases a doubt which would be better solved by their own appetite or medical adviser i have heard a graphic remark by a corpulent man which may not be inappropriately stated here that big houses were not formed with scanty materials this however is a poor excuse for self-indulgence in improper food or for not consulting medical authority the approach of corpulence is so gradual that until it is far advanced persons rarely become objects of attention many may have even congratulated themselves on their comely appearance and have not sought advice or a remedy for what they did not consider an evil for an evil i can say most truly it is when in much excess to which point it must in my opinion arrive unless obviated by proper means many have wished to know as future readers may the nature of the morning draught or where it could be obtained but believing it would have been highly imprudent on my part to have presumed that what was proper for my constitution was applicable to all indiscriminately i could only refer them to a medical adviser for any aid beyond the dietary assuring them however it was not a dram but of an alkaline character some i believe would willingly submit to even a violent remedy so that an immediate benefit could be produced this is not the object of the treatment as it cannot but be dangerous in my humble opinion to reduce a disease of this nature suddenly they are probably then too prone to despair of success and consider it as unalterably connected with their constitution many under this feeling doubtless return to their former habits encouraged so to act by the ill-judged advice of friends who i am persuaded from the correspondence i have had on this most interesting subject become unthinking accomplices in the destruction of those whom they regard and esteem the question of four meals a day and the nightcap has been abundantly and amusingly criticized i ought perhaps to have stated as an excuse for such liberality of diet that i breakfast between eight and nine o'clock dine between one and two take my slight tea meal between five and six sup at nine and only take the nightcap when inclination directs my object in naming it at all was that as a part of a whole system it should be known and to show it is not forbidden to those who are advised that they need such a luxury nor was it injurious in my case some have inquired whether smoking was prohibited it was not it has also been remarked that such a dietary as mine was too good and expensive for a poor man and that i had wholly lost sight of that class but a very poor corpulent man is not so frequently met with inasmuch as the poor cannot afford the simple inexpensive means for creating fat but when the tendency does exist in that class i have no doubt that it can be remedied by abstinence from the forbidden articles and a moderate indulgence in such cheap stimulants as may be recommended by a medical adviser whom they have ample chances of consulting gratuitously i have a very strong feeling that gout another terrible parasite upon humanity might be greatly relieved if not cured entirely by this proper natural dietary and sincerely hope some person so afflicted may be induced to practice the harmless plan for three months as i certainly would if the case were my own to prove it but not without advice my impression from the experiments i have tried on myself of late is that saccharine matter is the great moving cause of fatty corpulence i know that it produces in my individual case increased weight and a large amount of flatulence and believe that not only sugar but all elements tending to create saccharine matter in the process of digestion should be avoided i apprehend it will be found in bread butter milk beer port wine and champagne i have not found starchy matter so troublesome as the saccharine which i think largely increases acidity as well as fat but with ordinary care and observation 
people will soon find what food rests easiest on the stomach and avoid that which does not during the probationary trial of the proposed dietary vegetables and ripe or stewed fruit i have found ample appearance failing this medical advice should be sought the word parasite has been much commented upon as inappropriate to any but a living creeping thing of course i use the word in a figurative sense as a burden to the flesh but if fat is not an insidious creeping enemy i do not know what is i should have equally applied the word to gout rheumatism dropsy and many other diseases whereas hitherto the appeals to me to know the name of my medical adviser have been very numerous i may say hundreds which i have gladly answered though forming no small item of the expense incurred and whereas the very extensive circulation expected of the third edition is likely to lead to some thousands of similar applications i feel bound in self-defence to state that the medical gentleman to whom i am so deeply indebted is mr harvey soho square london whom i consulted for deafness in the first and second editions i thought that to give his name would appear like a puff which i know he abhors indeed i should prefer not to do so now but cannot in justice to myself incur further probable expense which i fancy inevitable besides the personal trouble for which i cannot afford time and therefore feel no hesitation to refer to him as my guarantee for the truth of the pamphlet one material point i should be glad to impress on my corpulent readers it is to get accurately weighed at starting upon the fresh system and continue to do so weekly or monthly for the change will be so truly palpable by this course of examination that it will arm them with perfect confidence in the merit and ultimate success of the plan i deeply regret not having secured a photographic portrait of my original figure in eighteen sixty two to place in juxtaposition with one of my present form it might have amused some but certainly would have been very convincing to others and astonishing to all that such an effect should have been so readily and speedily produced by the simple natural cause of exchanging a meagre for a generous dietary under proper advice i shall ever esteem it a great favour if persons relieved and cured as i have been will kindly let me know of it the information will be truly gratifying to my mind that the system is a great success i have not a shadow of doubt from the numerous reports sent with thanks by strangers as well as friends from all parts of the kingdom and i am truly thankful to have been the humble instrument of disseminating the blessing and experience i have attained through able counsel and natural causes by proper perseverance i have now finished my task and trust my humble efforts may prove to be good seed well sown that will fructify and produce a large harvest of benefit to my fellow-creatures i also hope the faculty generally may be led more extensively to ventilate this question of corpulence or obesity so that instead of one two or three able practitioners there may be as many hundreds distributed in the various parts of the united kingdom in such case i am persuaded that these diseases like reverence and golden pippins will be very rare since publishing the third edition of my pamphlet i have earnestly pressed my medical adviser to explain the reasons for so remarkable a result as i and others have experienced from the dietary system he prescribed and i hope he may find time to do so shortly as i believe it would be highly interesting to the faculty and the public generally he has promised this at his leisure numerous applications having been made to me on points to which i had not alluded in which my correspondents felt some doubt and interest i take this opportunity of making some few corrections in my published dietary i ought it seems to have accepted veal owing to its indigestible quality as well as pork for its fattening character also herrings and eels owing to their oily nature being as injurious as salmon 
in respect to vegetables not only should potatoes be prohibited but parsnips beetroot turnips and carrots the truth is i seldom or ever partook of these objectionable articles myself and did not reflect that others might do so or that they were forbidden green vegetables are considered very beneficial and i believe should be adopted at all times i am indebted to the cornhill magazine and other journals for drawing my attention to these dietetic points i can now also state that eggs if not hard-boiled are unexceptionable that cheese if sparingly used and plain boiled rice seem harmless some doubts have been expressed in regard to the vanishing point of such a descending scale but it is a remarkable fact that the great and most palpable diminution in weight and bulk occurs within the first forty-eight hours the descent is then more gradual my own experience and that of others assures me if medical authority be first consulted as to the complaint that with such slight extraneous aid as medicine can afford nature will do her duty and only her duty firstly by relieving herself of immediate pressure she will be enabled to move more freely in her own beautiful way and secondly by pursuing the same course to work speedy amelioration and final cure the vanishing point is only when the disease is stopped and the parasite annihilated it may interest my readers to know that i have now apparently attained the standard natural at my age ten stone ten or one hundred fifty pounds as my weight now varies only to the extent of one pound more or less in the course of a month according to dr hutchinson's tables i ought to lose still more but cannot do so without resorting to medicine and feeling in sound vigorous health i am perfectly content to wait upon nature for any further change in my humble judgment the dietary is the principal point in the treatment of corpulence and it appears to me moreover that if properly regulated it becomes in a certain sense a medicine the system seems to me to attack only the superfluous deposit of fat and as my medical friend informs me purges the blood rendering it more pure and healthy strengthens the muscles and bodily viscera and i feel quite convinced sweetens life if it does not prolong it it is truly gratifying to me to be able now to add that many other of the most exalted members of the faculty have honored my movement in the question with their approbation i consider it a public duty further to state that mr harvey whom i have named in the forty-third page as my kind medical adviser in the cure of corpulence is not dr john harvey who has published a pamphlet on corpulence assimilating with some of the features and the general aspect of mine and which has been considered as i learn from correspondents who have obtained it the work of my medical friend it is not i am glad therefore to repeat that my medical adviser was and is still mr william harvey f r c s number two soho square london west william banting april eighteen sixty four end of letter on corpulence addressed to the public by william banting